Hello everybody and welcome back to Odin's movie vlog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Saturday, happy weekend to everyone and welcome back to the channel. This is episode 176 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast and I hope everyone is doing swimmingly so far. Uh, it's been a crazy week. We had our first full week back at school. I mentioned that a little bit last night on Friday Night Tights. And uh, it's it's been exhausting. Uh, the kids so far have been great, though. Uh, so we've been having some really good discussions in classes, and, and overall, it's been fine. Uh, obviously, everything with the masks and, and the cleaning that we have to do is, is a bit nuts and a bit crazy. But in the end, I think everyone is doing everything that they possibly can to try and make it as normal as possible. And it has been, uh, again, it's been good. Uh, so just to have to come home with a headache just because of being tired, uh, it's it's much better than having to come home with tiredness and anxiety and everything else like that but anyway before getting into the news of tonight which of course is that amc theaters is now finally officially reopening and i know that i've i seem to have said this before several times on the channel oh, amc is planning to reopen it's planning to reopen it's planning to reopen it kept getting pushed back and back and back the reason why I think that it actually is sticking this time is because they are now officially putting ticket sales out there. They are now officially uh, putting actual movie times back on their website. And, of course, there is that big story that they are offering tickets for the movies that are going to be out this coming week. So if you are in a location, only 100 AMC locations are opening up this Thursday, Friday. But if you are lucky enough to be in one of those locations, they are offering tickets for 15 cents. 15 cents. Madness. Now, of course, they're playing it as a, oh, it's a 1920 and in 2020 theme, but obviously it's because they know we got to do something crazy to get people to come back to theaters because at the end of the day, you probably have about a mixed audience. I would say if you look at the average moviegoer, you probably have close to, I would imagine, a 50-50 split of people that are comfortable going back to the theater and others that would just feel safer waiting a couple weeks to see how things go or potentially even waiting a little bit longer not wanting to risk sitting in a theater, even though most of the people going to the theater probably would be okay health-wise, obviously because we live in the, you know, we live in the age that we live in, and there's been a lot of fear and, and a lot of, you know, I would say, I would argue, you know, misinformation or at least hyped up information. It, of course, is making everyone think, oh, I, I can't go because if I go, then I'm going to die, which, of course, is just not really how the numbers are panning out, but... They are indeed finally reopening, and that includes my own local AMCs as well. However, I will be a part of the second batch of theaters reopening for AMC and Regal. I actually checked my Regal theater today to see um, how the theater reopening was going there. And so the Regal is actually reopening this Thursday, or rather, sorry, this Friday. So this coming Friday, uh, the Regal near me is actually going to be reopening. So that's kind of exciting. They're showing mostly older films, and it's all going to be like $5 tickets. It includes actually Empire Strikes Back and several other movies that have been out now for a few weeks and maybe even months based on, you know, if you've been and had any local theaters that have been allowed to reopen in your state here in the U.S. You probably have seen some of these movies have been you know put out there, but it is still exciting nonetheless just to have the big chains finally reopening. There's really there's one Regal Theater 
in my area. There's several AMCs, and so the Regal's opening this week. There's like a couple of newer releases that are actually coming out that day. I want to say Unhinged is going to be one of those films uh, that's going to be out at the Regal. Uh, And of course, they're going to be charging somewhat normal prices. The one I looked at for the nighttime price was around $12 for a ticket, which sounds about what it was beforehand, which both is good and bad because one, it means it looks like they're not hyping up and really, you know, trying to gouge the ticket prices. But at the same time, they're not cutting the prices either, which I think would make more sense when it comes to trying to get people back in. But hey, they're offering $5 tickets for the classic films. Uh, And it's funny how some of the films are actual classics and others are more modern movies, but they have to label it classic for the whole $5 thing. Uh, But yeah, my AMC, though, is going to be in that second batch. So the AMCs near me are going to be opening August 28th. And so that will be interesting to see because obviously we'll have other films coming out at that time. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of films they're going to offer. I'm imagining a lot of them are going to be classic films too. I I, I think they're going to be offering also uh, cheaper $5 tickets for those classic type movies. And they're also going to be offering, of course, some newer releases. I imagine that Unhinged will probably be one of those movies too. And I think I'm going to wait until the theaters here actually reopen before I try to restart my AMC A-list pass because... At this point, I would I'd rather not have to restart it just for them to decide last minute, oh, we're, we're deciding to stop the reopening. But anyway, thank you all so much for being here. I As I said, I was only going to mention it, but then I started talking about it, and it just makes me excited. just makes me excited that theaters are actually actually now starting to reopen as far as the major chains go. Again, locals have been open now for a long time. Uh, you know, uh, The outside theaters, the drive-ins have, have really never closed in many locations. And so I'm very excited because that means hopefully we'll be getting Tenet in my area uh, beginning of September. Sad that it's going to be released in the UK and in you know overseas markets prior to that because I don't want any spoilers coming out. And obviously the easy thing is, oh, stay off social media, stay off of the internet. But part of what I do kind of, re- <laughs> kind of really needs me to be and have access to the internet and to the news so I can you know cover it if, if need be. Uh, even though I haven't done a whole lot of work recently. And again, I do want to apologize for that, for not having a lot of content recently. Uh, but again, as you all know, school has been crazy. And the beginning of school especially, getting back in the rhythm of things is tiring. And obviously, too, uh, baby baby Thor is around 32 weeks now. And so it's getting to the point where, you know, could happen anytime. So that has also been on the back of my mind. But let's say hello to some peeps. Let's start off with YouTube fam. How's it going, YouTube fam? So let's see, we got Master Anakin Skywalker, who is here at 5.30. Hello, Master Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Wayne was here, JKDBuck76, what is going on? Andrew Hoyle, who's a member on the channel, thank you for being here at 6.17, 45 minutes before the show started. Got my ticket for tenant on the 26th, he says. Nice. Andrew Hoyle, glad that you are living in an area that will be able to see tenants. Um, a little bit earlier, rather around the time that it's originally being released. Yeah, once we actually have AMCs and Regals open here and we have tickets that are going out that far, I'm going to be interested to see if if any of my local theaters are going to be one of the, I think a few stateside might be getting it uh, that first weekend or rather that last weekend in August um, and not have to wait till September. But I think it really depends on where you are. HyperNex13, what's going on, good sir? Oh, on chat reviews, what's going on? He's a member on the channel and said at 6.30, good evening, I've come from the land of Orange Hat to bid you a prosperous day and night. Well, thank you very much. Cooper Viper 999 Golden Rations in the chat. He tagged me at 6.47 said, good evening, Odin, good evening all. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Andrew Hoyle's member says, I've come from the land of ice and snow, from the midnight sun with this hot spring spow. I totally messed up that last part of the line, but hey, 
Forgive me. I'm trying to read things, and I'm tired. Aiden Vickery, what's going on? Good, sir. He's an awesome member on the channel. He says, hail Odin. Uh, Tina B., Empress of the Universe, and one of my Valks is in the chat as well. Uh, if you try to start any trouble, she will take care of you and drop the hammer. Stephanie is indeed on the way, but she will be a little bit late. But that is perfectly fine. No problem at all. 13th Warrior in the chat. What's going on, 13th Warrior? Hope you are doing well. We got Waiting for Nodrotic, Laura who's another mod on the channel. Thank you for being here. Always glad to see you. Mr. Peabody, who's both a mod and a member. What's going on, Peabody, over on YouTube? I'm sure that I'll be saying hello to him also in DLive uh, in just a little bit when I catch up with the DLive fam. Uh, we got Bruce in the chat. What is going on, Bruce? How's it going, Robert Frey, in the chat as well? How is it going? Make sure I'm catching up with everybody. Making sure I'm not missing any member comments or anyone else that's popped on in. Let's see, Stream Elements is in the chat. Still have no idea if Stream Elements is a bot or if he's a real person. Again, I may have set that up a long time ago. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> Soul Assassin. What's going on, Soul Assassin? Hope you are doing well. Glad to see you here. Alice McCarthy, who is a member on the channel, has been a member for a while. It says, how do you and how's it full on chicken nuggies and watching Blazing Saddles? That three minute thing was lame. Ah, so you're watching it on HBO Max then, according to that. Um, yeah, that's sad, man. I, I, I don't think I would ever watch it on HBO Max, knowing that there's a three minute trigger warning of someone trying to explain, well, okay, there's going to be things in here that might be offensive to you, but that's okay. Nonsense. No, thank you. I'm also at the point now where I'm strongly considering canceling HBO Max. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter earlier, apparently they are backing a movie that's set to come out soon where it's essentially a uh, – <clears throat> I guess I can't say the word because YouTube just – you know, every time the word comes out there, they just can't mention it. But a so-called you know, medical procedure where they kill a child you know, in the womb, that kind of thing, they turn that into a road trip comedy. Yeah. So that trailer happened. And at the very end, HBO Max, look forward to this, and it's disturbing. And even in the comment section, they're like people who say, you know, people who are even saying, hey, guess what? You know, I, I'm pro-choice, but this is what I personally think. Like, I think this is ridiculous that you're going to actually have a, you know, a comedy road trip movie centered around the destruction of a life of a child. Like, that's just kind of a little bit, a little bit too much. And it's like, if even the pro-choice people are saying this is too much, I'm sorry, but girls tried to do it and failed miserably. If you've never watched Girls, don't waste your time. I watched the entire first season just so that I could have a good, proper understanding of the show. I didn't laugh a single damn time. And as soon as they went into one of those facilities and tried to start making jokes, I said, oh, man, these people are showing their true colors. But anyway, we got some people donated already. Eric K., thank you very much for that $5 super chat. He says, hail to you, teacher of the young and impressionable. Too bad teachers cannot use rulers anymore to keep kids in line, says Eric K. I will say this much. I'm, I'm happy to have students this year especially where that's not really necessary. And I would even say last year. I mean, last year there were some, there were some students that were definitely more rambunctious than the ones I have this year. But even them, I feel... Most of the time, it was at the very least entertaining, and it was not something that I would ever think of even doing that. So um, now, old, old school at this point, right, you know, back when I was in NOLA, that uh, probably would have best been better suited with that kind of thing because there were a lot more issues there. And that's not just with kids I taught. It's also with other kids in the school overall. But yeah. That's a big nay-nay today. James, thank you very much for a dollar donation via Streamlabs, and says, Hi, Odin. Do you think movie theaters will open for the rest of the year? Thanks and take care. Uh, James, uh, thank you very much for the donation. Yeah, I do. 
I honestly think that this is the point. Um, do I think it's possible that they'll shut down again? Yes. Uh, do I think there are certain states that are going to keep theaters from reopening? Yes. Do I think that there could potentially be, you know, outbreak of cases and then governors, mayors want to step in and shut the theaters down again, depending on the state you're in? Sure. I think that that's totally possible. But it looks like the chains, at the very least with AMC and Regal, are because they're actually finally putting tickets back on their sites for you to buy in advance. That's a huge step because all the other times they were planning to reopen, it was always just the planning stage. They were like, hey, our plan is to open mid-July. Our plan is to open in time for X movie, right? And at the time it was Tenet. And so I think that because of the fact they're actually putting movies on the books and tickets on the books and allowing people to buy those tickets, that's them saying, okay, it doesn't matter how many theaters can reopen or what the states are doing, we're getting our operation back up and running. And so that is much more than they've ever done previously. And so I think, yes, the the theaters, the major chains at the very least, um, will be open very soon. Uh, you know, depending on where you are in the country and the world. And I think that they will remain open until the end of the year. However, I do suspect that AMC and Regal, especially any of the major chains, will probably be shutting down certain theaters or not reopening certain theaters um, by the end of the year as well. So if you're unsure of whether your local AMC or Regal or Cinemark is going to ever reopen, you'll probably know within the next month or two. Because my guess is that also, at this time, those companies are looking and saying, okay, how are these theaters doing before the shutdown? Does it make any financial sense to reopen them or to try to reopen them? And they could at this point be saying, all right, let's go ahead and, and open these ones that are going to be profitable, that are going to you know, have our best chance of success, and let's try and start selling off those other properties. So some people already know that. Some people already have ideas of, of theaters that are not going to reopen. That's what I personally think, James. So thank you for that. Uh, Bruce says, doing good, Odin. Uh, don't you mean doing well, Bruce? And no, I don't teach English. <laughs> I would sound, uh, uh, I, I don't think I could ever do that because I would be correcting and then speaking, I'd probably make one mistake. And then all you need is that one student just to call you out and be like, I'm done. I'm done. Orange Eye Review says, Odin, you sound very tired, my friend. Hope you're getting enough sleep. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, I've been waking up randomly in the middle of the night. Uh, again, could be a wide variety of things. Uh, the big thing I would say is my voice. Um, I, if I had a stream last night, if I didn't do the Friday Night Tights where I could like sit back and not talk for, you know, several, you know, minutes and, you know, half an hour sometimes if they're talking about comics and I have nothing to add to the discussion, um, then I, I, don't, I don't think I would have been able to do the stream because my voice has been tired and you can even hear it now like my voice is still tired. Um, so that's why, you know, it's, it's one of those things too, where I would get home during the week and there might be something like for when the 15 cent tickets were announced and AMC was announcing their schedule. I could have made a video on it, but my voice was so tired. I just thought it just probably wouldn't be good. I need to have my voice to teach. And that's obviously where my priority needs to be right now, because at any point really, you know, from this point on, I could be pulled out, uh, for, you know, having to take care of the wife and, and, uh, the baby who's on the way. So, that is something where, again, my full attention needs to be there. And so, again, I am sorry. I, I sent some uh, messages out to Patreon peeps, um, and I, I extend this out to my subscribe star peeps and anyone else who is used to like giveaways that I tend to do for those channels and, and the podcast with John Flickinger. We did finally an episode uh, about a couple weeks ago, and so I'm going to try and get another one out for this month because it should be about two podcasts a month. But obviously, with everything going on, it is going to be a little bit tougher because doing a podcast with John, I love it. 
to death, but I don't know if my voice would be able to hold out because it would probably have to be during a week and not during the weekend. Hi, Red X13 tagged me and said, "My brother, good to see you. Haven't been to a movie since Jan- haven't been to a movie theater since January, and my last movie experience was 1917. I've kind of missed the theater experience. Yeah, I hope I opened up the AMC theaters app, and I was looking at my AMC account, my uh, my AMC A list account because you know beforehand I had it." And I didn't really use it very well because I was looking at it, and the last movie I officially saw was Sonic the Hedgehog, and that was back in February. So it kind of makes sense because things shut down early March, and so it makes sense that that would have been one of the last movies I got to see. But there were other movies that I could have seen, and you know, it's one of those things where I look back and I'm like, man, I was paying all these months for it, uh, you know, for the AMC A list, and I really wasn't utilizing it. Um, but I, I think I'm going to try and change that around since obviously now I know what it's like to be without these new movies, <laughs> but yeah, I'm right there with you. Hypernext 13. I definitely missed the theater experience. And there's some movies like 1917, like you mentioned that really should be watched in a, in a theater. Nathan Slay, what's going on? Good sir. Tagged and said, Hey, my dude, I'm excited. My theaters are opening back up. I really want to see Jaws and Ghostbusters on the big screen again. Yeah. I think Jaws was one of the ones that, that the Regal theater near me has. Ghostbusters, I know, was playing at the the regional chain that's that's been open for like a couple months now, but yeah, it's, it's going to be cool to see what kind of movies they actually have on the big screen. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, has a joke here: fifteen cents for a ticket, thirty dollars for popcorn. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you know those uh, concession prices are probably not going uh, down that all. You know they're probably not going down all that much. Uh, Grandmaster Yoda, what's going on, good sir? At seven oh three, said the only good thing with CV nineteen was it. Uh, was it made it 100% clear that Captain Marvel 2 will never make a billion? It's very unlikely, you know, and I, I mentioned this last night a little bit on Friday Night Tights where I think that we're living in an age now where because now studios are looking at new revenue streams like their streaming services, like PVOD, and they're going to probably try and put their indie films or their smaller films on POV the same day as theatrical release if they can or maybe just forego theatrical if a stu- if the theater chains aren't going to work with them, right, depending on the theater chain, then you could potentially see that even their big films that they do release in theaters first, you could see them be negatively impacted. Because th- look at Mulan, for instance. You know, they're offering that one for $30 to, you know, quote-unquote rent slash buy. It's one of these things where apparently, according to the fine print, if you spend the $30 on Mulan, you will have access to it for as long as you have Disney+, Plus, which makes sense because... You know, with the rental period, with it being, you know, them charging $30 is a little too much. But if they do it that way, then, oh, now you have a quote unquote incentive, even though for me it would be like, okay, well, I wouldn't want to spend $30 on it anyway, let alone care if I, you know, had access to it or not. But the reason why they're doing it is, as I mentioned in another stream too, right? It's on their server because eventually it's going to be free on Disney Plus. And I think that is going to be a huge game changer is now you have studios like Disney that are saying, hey, yeah, if you just wait a few months, three to four months, you can get access to the movie for free with the subscription that you're already paying for. And for some people uh, who don't need to see the theater right away, who don't want to risk going to the theater, hey, they'd say, okay, I'll wait a few months and then I'll just be able to play it one day, you know, and not have to spend the extra money. And because of that, though, I think that you're right. I think that it's going to be a lot harder for movies to make box office. Again, not talking about 
uh, PVOD in addition to box office, in addition to any other revenue streams, right? Pure box office. It's going to be very hard for, to, to, for any movie, I think, to make a billion. Now, I could be wrong on that. We'll see what happens as these theaters start to reopen. I've just talked to way too many people that don't plan to go back, either because they're scared or they're nervous or because they just don't want to support Hollywood anymore. Like, it's one of the two. And I think it's going to make up a large portion of, of theater goers. And I think that's going to have an impact on the, the bottom line. Uh, Twirly Wolf, who's a member on the channel, says, Hiya, what's going on, Twirly Wolf? Glad to see you back. Cupgate Geek, what's going on? Says, hey, hola, Odin. How is Baby Thought doing? He's doing just fine. Uh, we had a class today uh, that was pretty much all day uh, where we learned various skills and all the things we need to know about birth and all that stuff, which I already had some you know, good knowledge of. So, you know, yeah, there were some descriptive videos um, that didn't bother me. Um, but <laughs> some of the other guys, some of the other husbands in the, in the class definitely were more impacted by it. Uh, let's see. Eric K., who's a member. Hail to you, good sir. Uh, Nathan Slaytagny says, watching Jaws on the big screen for the first time. Sounds great to me. Love that movie. It's one of the great mo- greatest movies ever. Uh, Zachary 315 says, howdy, Odin. What's going on? Brad Noble's in the chat. Damn, Brad. Been, been absent so long and comes back and looks like he's trolling Tina. Don't uh don't don't throw the Empress of the Universe. She will uh put the hammer down. Uh Slicer at seven oh five says my local cinema cafe is opening back up. Sister was devastated when it turned to be the new Beauty and the Beast and not the classic airing on her birthday week. That is so sad, Slicer. Yeah, you hear, oh, Beauty and the Beast is coming to the big screen. Oh, wait a minute. It's the live action that nobody liked and no one wants to see. And then I'll have that one person say, I liked it. Sure you did. <laughs> Mars Wants Movies. I see that name in the chat. It looks like a newer name to me. What's going on? How's it going? Nathan Slay tagged again and says, It's really funny how my movie theaters are playing classics like Empire, etc. Uh, and then along with them, Black Panther, etc. Classic movies and Black Panther. Yeah, seriously. Uh, come see all of the classics. And then random Black Panther. And again, that's not just that movie. I'm sure there's other you know, theaters and movies that are going to be thrown in and it's just going to be a random hodgepodge of movies. And again, it's all going to come down to, you know, uh, what they're trying to get across, you know, uh, Kip Ellis, uh, just dropped this. And as the chat jumped on me, by the way, uh, thank you very much for the dollar 50 phallic unicorn. Uh, as I have picked that phrase up from being our nerdrotic for so long. Uh, but anyway, please smash that like button. We got 73 people watching. Thank you very much for being here on a Saturday evening. On a Saturday. But again, thank you very much. But I'm going to go ahead and say hello to my D-Live fam. What's going on, D-Live fam? How is it going, D-Live fam? Um, let us see where we left off. So JKDBuck76 was the first one over there and dropped a lemon donation. How's it going? Philly to have it with the Pikachu. What's going on? Alexander's in the chat. Uh, tagged and said, oh, how, oh, then you didn't have a notification of a stream scheduled. I, I stream at the same time every week. Every time. So, <laughs> don't, know, don't know what to tell you. Uh, I feel like I've told you that before. Captain Mr. Roy is celebrating a 12-month sub streak. Thank you very much, Captain Mr. Roy. 12-month sub streak over on DLA. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Captain, my captain. JKD Buck tagged and says, was this week better for you? I hope you're doing better. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, it was much better as far as breathing. Uh, first day was awful, right? Friday was bad. Monday was a little bit better. And every day it got easier to breathe. It's just that thing that by the end of the day, 
especially since we have one less, many of us have one less planning period off period compared to previous years because we've had to make the class sizes smaller, which means we have to all teach an extra class essentially. Um, that it just means I'm more tired because more more days than not, I'm I'm teaching five where normally I would have taught maybe four or three depending on the rotation, and it was. So, so that has been something that I've had to get, had to get used to, but because we have a little bit more time between classes, it's definitely, I think, helped the students, uh, not freak out as much. And also, of course, I think it's helped us be able to not feel rushed. Uh, Captain Mr. Roy says my Cinemark doesn't open until the 25th. Oh no. Yeah. Again, my local, um, again, my, my AMC, my local AMCs, both of them, uh, not until the end of the month. And then, yeah, uh, the, the Regal is actually is opening with like two new movies, I think. Uh, Peabody says, uh, for better or worse, taken to, for better or for worse, taken to the limit, Australia, a man fought off a white shock attacking his wife. Holy crap, dude. Wow. That's insane. Fighting off a shark. Uh, Alexander says, solo flop because of CV, they're going to say, nah, 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 they, not even they would say that. (laughs) Not even they would say that. Uh, he then says, Halt, Mr. Odin, you aren't allowed to watch Blazing Saddles. It's from a different time when people had fun. Now go home and quarantine. J.D. Buck says, family and career come first. We understand. Well, thank you, J.K.D. Buck. I do appreciate the love. Uh, we got Will Gentry over there as well. What's going on, Will Gentry? Will Gentry, also thank you for the lemon donation as well, man. I do appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm caught up on the D-Laugh fam. Hope everyone is doing well. But yeah, as you can see from the title... AMC Theaters officially reopening. Tickets are actually on sale. Depending on where you are, you could get it for next week. Starting on Thursday, Friday of this coming week, actually, uh, the 2021st, you could potentially get 15-cent tickets. Now, you'll still have to spend the $10 for a popcorn and drink, etc. However, 15-cent ticket. That's a, that's a pretty cool deal. Even if it's just an older movie, that's a, still a pretty cool deal. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Part of me would probably still go if it was one of my theaters opening up that 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 soon. But unfortunately, I am in the second wave, or yeah, the second wave of AMC openings, and so it'll be the week after that my locals are opening. But the Regal is indeed opening near me this week. That's just fun. And obviously, theater mass policy is going to be a very major part of it, so that's kind of the second part of the stream topic tonight, because it's going to be something that I think is going to cause issues, potentially. You're going to have people obviously going, saying, I don't want to wear a mask. Uh, you know, how rigorous are the AMCs and Regals? Are they going to be on enforcing the mask policy? Are they going to simply say, hey, you only have to wear it as you're walking into the building, as you're walking in the halls, and as soon as you sit down, you can take it off? Are they only going to say you can take it off if you're eating popcorn and soft drink and things like that? Because obviously they're still going to have to sell that stuff if they're going to make any money whatsoever because they make nothing from box office revenue. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they enforce the policy. And also, they're going to have to have social distancing, too. And since a lot of movie theaters nowadays are all based in this mindset of you have to uh, you have to get your seats in advance, right? You have to actually, you know, get a reservation prior. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it, whether they are just going to. And I'll let you know as soon as the tickets open up for us because they haven't opened yet. We just know. If you go to the AMC app, it says, oh, your theater is scheduled to reopen on this date, right? So for me, August 28th, end of August. And so they say tickets will be available soon. It'll be interesting to see how they have it laid out at these theaters that do have the reserved tickets. 
You know, are they going to have already in advance say these seats are only available? Is it going to be a, oh, if you buy a ticket, then automatically the seats next to you are going to be blacked out? Like, again, I guess there's different ways. I, I assume the best way would be to say, okay, we're going to shut off certain seats. That way you'll get in and then you won't even have the option of sitting next to someone um, and breaking the rules because the seat itself will be closed. So it will be interesting to see how that goes. And again, also keep in mind, you know, I used to work at a movie theater and Saturday nights, you know, used to be crazy because, you know, parents would drop their teenagers off at the theater and sometimes the teenagers would just run amok and would just be running into screens, you know, sneaking into radar movies. It's gonna be a lot harder to do that. But also are they, you know, for the employees, are they going to be enforcing policies a little bit more rigorous because now, obviously, they have to worry about keeping the seats clean and, you know, between screens and everything else. So, yeah, this mask policy and the cleaning policy, you know, as well, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the theaters handle it, how the moviegoers, how the audiences handle it, and also what they're going to expect. Because we have a lot of people, you know, that, that watch the streams that talk about how, hey, I, I, I wear glasses and I'm not wearing a mask. If, if I have to wear a mask to watch a movie, I'm not going to do it because they're going to just fog up my glasses. And I, I totally respect that. You know, someone that wears contacts, if I, if I didn't have that option, then I would probably be having the same complaints. You know, I have, I have students that have glasses and they're fogging up in class all the time. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, I just couldn't imagine being able to enjoy a movie that way. At the same time, if I was one of those persons kind of nervous and I saw everyone in the theater who was sitting down without a mask on, again, what are they going to do? Are we going to have people like turning at people in saying, hey, there's a guy in my theater and he doesn't have popcorn, but he took his mask off. Like, is that what's going to happen? I'm assuming it will somewhere at least once, but it'll be interesting to follow these events as they happen. Uh, Tina B tagged me at 7.08. It is 7.28, so I'm 20 minutes behind in the chat, mm. as I always am. Tina says, so is Brie Larson in the chat or KK because they gave us a thumbs down? It usually happens. Usually, before we even start, at least one person drops a thumbs down. Nathan Slay says, uh, to trolls on the internet, do you want me to put the hammer down? Yeah, seriously. Uh, Tina will put that hammer down indeed. Uh, brand. Simply Brand. It's a new name. Uh, welcome to the channel. Uh, Hypernex13, I heard the Dune trailer will come on August 21st for an Inception re-release. But it wouldn't surprise me if, like, Tenet, that Dune gets postponed too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it because did they finish all the principal photography? Were they only doing post-production at this point with CG elements and things like that where it didn't really affect their their uh, deadline, right? Were they ahead of schedule, right? Was the December release a later release than they actually needed? They just wanted the film to come out during the holiday season? These are questions I, I don't know the answer to. So I think at this point... If we haven't heard it's been delayed, I, I can I think we can assume that it's still on schedule because I feel like any movie that was going to be impacted by this has already been pushed off until next year. Uh, Tina B says, uh, uh, road trip comedy about what? What the heck? Yep, you heard me correct. About a little procedure that ends a child's life. Nathan Slay, a comedy about killing a child? Ridiculous. Damn right. Damn right. Uh, the Shiato, what's going on? Been a long time since I've seen you in the chat. What's going on? Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, road trip film about what? That is disgusting. Damn right, Andrew Hoyle. It is incredibly disgusting. And again, backed by the dollars of HBO Max. 
That's, again, why I'm very strongly considering getting rid of it. Uh, Alice McCarthy, who's a member at 710, says, I watched Girls. My brain hurt from watching it. Yeah, because it wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny at all. Slicer, I think, is going to make the only good point really about, or the only good thing that could really be said about Girls. He says, Adam Driver is a great actor, but man, he is in some turds. He needs a better agent. Yeah, Adam Driver was the best part of Girls. Seriously, he was the only good thing about that show. Because he is a good actor, you're right. But the writing for that show is so bad that it made even him look bad. Uh, Tina says, I heard yesterday that they have a trigger warning in front of Blazing Saddles, and I knew that was coming. So with that and their idiocy with Gone with the Wind, I'm one with HBO Max before I had it. Yeah, or sorry, she meant I'm done with HBO Max. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. And here's the other thing, too, about HBO Max. HBO Max really doesn't have any reason or logic for doing these things because their service is not available for the vast majority of streamers. The vast majority of people with streaming devices like Roku's and Amazon's that takes up the vast majority of the entire um, of the entire markets. They still don't have their app. HBO Max is still not on Roku or Amazon Fire TV. They have still not made those deals. And so the fact that they're doing stupid crap like this, like funding movies that promote child killing and now also censoring films and putting trigger warnings before movies, you're just trying to push away the people you do have? Like seriously, like it just it boggles my mind that they would think, oh, let's try this right now when we're, <laughs> when we're struggling to get anyone onto our service because no one can use it. No one can use it. Uh, waiting for Nerdrotic, Laura says, uh, Girls' show was mostly a nightmare, mainly because the lead actress couldn't keep her clothes on. I wish Adam Driver wasn't associated with that show. I wish he wasn't either, Laura. And you're right. Like, seriously, the whole show was all about Lena Dunham. And for those that don't know the show Girls, it's Lena Dunham, uh, who's a disgusting individual for a wide variety of reasons. Pray for her so all the damn time. But she, yeah, literally write, she wrote in the show that she wanted you know, her clothes to come off every five seconds. Like, that, that's what the show basically is. It's just her randomly getting naked. It's like, okay, um, I don't want to see that anyway. <laughs> and, and because I know what I know about you, I definitely don't want to see it. And so, please, stop. Put it back on. Please, <laughs> please, someone, <laughs> cover her up, please. For the love of God. Uh, Eric K., uh, you, you, so for Eric K., it's just Odin question, all one word, uh, no S's in there, and you don't have to put the at symbol. Uh, but I did say, he says, you can be silent and still contribute more than Jeremy. I kid, I kid, sort of. Well, thank you, Eric. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, it was funny because I actually texted him during the stream last night because he did, um, you know, me and him were totally lost because they did go on for about 30 minutes last night. It seemed to go on for 30 minutes. Maybe it was only like 10 or 15. Um, for co- Like they went into comics for that long. And at one point, I was just texting him. I'm like, are you as lost as I am? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as he answered, he added in and started to try and engage and enter into the discussion by bringing up what he knows. And I was just like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, Laura says, I read, uh, I, read co- I read comics as a kid, mainly Batman, and I had a comic Bible, which was very cool. I envy people who have read comics for years or even decades. Yeah, same here, uh, Laura. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you know, if I could tweak anything about my childhood, it would be to have been into comics instead. Um, and yes, Eric K., I saw that. And also, Eric K., just so you know, um, as a member, you actually don't have to tag me 
It's one of the perks of being a member. All that I ask is that if you're talking to me, uh, that you just don't put any tags whatsoever. And if you are talking to someone else, that you tag them at the beginning of the comment. That way I can skip it. Uh, that way I know if you're trying to talk to me or not. Cavitenio uh, Che. Hello, hello, hello. James Nalepeka. No, no. Nalepka. Nalepka. James Nalepka. How's it going? CWD Trixie, what's going on? How's it going? Glad to see you, CWD Trixie, back in the chat. And Slay Tagnet says, the best Ridley Scott movie. I hate when you put me on the spot. Nathan Slay, you always do this. Don't put me on the spot with questions like that. So random. I don't, I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I put Ridney, I really, I literally put Ridley Slay because I was not ready. I have to look at his entire filmography now. I can't just pull my favorite film from him because he's done so many movies in his life. Based on this uh, immediate list, Alien. It's not necessarily my favorite, but Alien. Stop putting me on the spot like that, dude. Come on. Need to prove what's going on. Says, theaters are opening. Fingers crossed for Callie. What are you seeing first? Yeah, Callie is a lost cause. Dean approved. Um, good luck is all I can say. For anyone in California, good luck if, you, if you're waiting for the major chains and also the you know, theaters in general to open up. Um, unfortunate, unfortunately, the first film I might see is Unhinged with Russell Crowe. It looks so bad, but it's going to be, I think, the only new movie available when my theaters reopen. I'm hoping that we get Bill and Ted. I'm hoping that we get Bill and Ted 3. So I don't know if I'm going to wait until the AMC's open to see what they're going to offer or if I just try and check out the Regal beforehand. Uh, Caviteño says, please tell you, please tell you have a Mjolnir baby rattle. I do not, actually. I do not. Though that does sound like a great idea. Uh, Eric K says, who's a member on the channel, Captain Marvel 2 will make a billion Disney will buy tickets again. All right, well, okay. <sighs> Why do people always have to bring this up? So, remember, uh, when it came to Captain Marvel 1, the reason why it made over a billion was not because Disney bought tickets. All right, that was a conspiracy theory that was never actually proven. Okay, uh, I could di I could dive deeper into it, but I feel like I've said this and explained this a thousand different ways. I'm, I know I have a video on my channel from around the time Captain Marvel was out, and I dispel that entire uh, conspiracy. So don't buy it. Uh, though I appreciate the joke. Uh, Tina B says, Brad Noble is trolling me, but we're good. He's still a pet troll. Yeah, he might be your pet troll, but he doesn't tag me in anything. He doesn't tag me correctly, so I don't read any of his comments. So I don't see what he's saying. So he might be your pet troll, uh, but right now he, he's not mine. Uh, Captain Wingster slash General Wingster slash uh, he's changed his name so many times, I just don't even know what to call him anymore. Uh, he's the new pet troll because at the very least he, he tags me appropriately. At least he knows how to contact me. Uh, Nathan Slay, why in the heck would anyone prefer the remake of Beauty and the Beast over the original? Uh, because people be crazy, yo. And also, to be honest, right, there are some people where maybe it was the first film they saw. Maybe they saw it with a loved one, right? There's sometimes movies where even if they're not very good, there can still be a connection. Like, it was funny because I always ask my kids every year what their favorite movie is because it tells me a little bit more about them as people. And so there's always movies that get brought up where I'm like, why that one? And a couple of them, at the very least, brought up the fact that it was because they got to see it uh, with a loved one. And so I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, even bad movies can have a special meaning in someone's heart because of that reason. Uh, Eric K says, smash that like and show the love for your favorite olden or at least second favorite. Hey, that's not very nice. Uh, final film comment. 
That's a new name. Welcome to the chat. Rob D, what's going on? Good sir. Tagged me and said, hey, Odin, I recently picked up the Iron Man trilogy. Haven't watched three yet. Did you hear they want to cancel the movie 300 now? Uh, So you haven't seen Iron Man 3 yet? Don't go in expecting a good Iron Man movie. If you go in expecting a Shane Black movie, I think you'll enjoy it. I know I enjoyed it because I went in expecting a Shane Black movie. I like it better than two. Two has a lot of issues. Uh, And yes, I have heard that they want to cancel 300. Here's my problem with that, though. It's the reasoning they want to cancel 300. It's the reasoning behind it. All the identity politics nonsense, which is just stupid. Now, if they were going to go after it for being a bad movie, not you know, not really holding up today because of bad CG and uh, a rough story and Zack Snyder really not being all that talented, I could get on board with that. But the fact that there, and I know I just triggered uh, Tina, and if Steph is here, I, I triggered her as well, and other people that either are are uh, Zack Snyder fans, uh, fans of 300, or fans of Shirtless Men. I, I've, I've ticked off one of those three groups. I've ticked off one of them. Um, but anyway, the reasoning they went after 300, though, is stupid and is completely ridiculous. So yeah, no movie, even a film like that where I don't like it, no, no film should be canceled. Uh, and it's ridiculous. It's so freaking ridiculous. Uh, Tim Elf, what's going on? Uh, Jace Doe, what's going on? Thank you again for sending me those codes. Uh, I need to add them to the library, and I'll probably put those up in a, in a giveaway soon. By the way, if you're waiting on the results of the giveaway, if you're a Patreon or Subscribestar member, um, I'm going to try and get that done tonight um, because I want to make sure I can get those out to y'all while I am still in the mindset to be able to accomplish it. Uh, but Jace Doe is a member, says, Yo, Odin, dude, what's up? I say the theaters should play classic silent movies just to mess with people. See how many of the moviegoers that don't know think the sound system is busted. You know, that could be it. I will say this much, though, right? Even in silent movies, though, you're going to have a score at the very least. You're going to have something playing underneath it. So it would be a good idea. However, most silent films don't just have no sound whatsoever. Um... Nathan Slay tagged and says, thank God that Regal has lifted the mask policy as of now. I think it depends on where you are and what state you're in. Um, last time I checked, they still have the same policy um, that I believe AMC's wording isn't the same as Regal. Regal is kind of wording it in the way where if you sit down with a drink or beverage um, or a drink or beverage, a drink or a food item that you can take it off like you could at a restaurant. Um, like once you're in your seat, you're good. And I'm pretty sure that uh, AMC is essentially going to do the same thing. Difference is AMC, I don't think, has worded it in that way because obviously, you know, they said they weren't going to do it and then they got attacked by the Twitter mob and then for some reason they decided to bow to the Twitter mob even though the Twitter mob is not real people. Most of it's made up of bots and crazy people that have no life. But, you know, it's just one of those things that hopefully um, they are able to kind of step up and say, okay, here's how the actual policy is going to be. Uh, Twirly Wolf is a member, says, Odin, besides the film stuffs, are you reading anything lately? Ooh, yeah, um, so I do audiobooks, and I mentioned this, I think, uh, last night on Friday Night Tights. I'm currently, uh, listening to a, uh, the last of the Old Republic series, so it was not a series of books, like, in order. It was a, this, this is the order in which they were released, and I think time frame-wise, it had a chronology, but every book has different characters and focuses on different things. And so that's why for me, I was like, okay, I can, I can kind of read this out of order in the way that, you know, what interests me more. But right now I'm reading fatal Alliance by Sean Williams unabridged read by Mark Thompson. Mark Thompson is, I argue the best voice actor for any star Wars novel. He does OG characters perfectly. 
and his ideas and concepts for the new characters is fantastic. So, yes, I am currently reading Fatal Alliance. Uh, Eric K., what's going on? Again, Tagna says, I do not know why people have a problem with private businesses making people wear masks. If they ask you to wear a pink tutu, it is their policy. If you do not want to wear one, do not go. Eric K., I'm right there with you, man. You know, it's one thing if the government tries to make a policy right because that's something where, you know, elected officials, what power can they actually have? Private businesses, though, you're right. You know, if they have a stipulation where, hey, you can't come in unless you do this, right? You have, guess what? You have the freedom to say, okay, well, then I won't shop there, right? And that's why, you know, for me, I think that we should allow, essentially, businesses to do whatever they want. You know, if I say this, if a business wants to discriminate against somebody, let them, because then guess what's going to happen? People are going to find out, and then they're going to stop shopping there, and then the business is going to shut down. Right. So like if you have someone and everyone's like, no, we can't lift these laws because then people are going to discriminate again and and they're going to bring back the same restrictions. That's like, but if they do that in 2020, where most people don't think that way anymore, where the laws really aren't needed anymore, then guess what's going to happen? Their business is going to get shut down because no one is going to buy from them. If you don't like the mask policy for AMC or Regal, then you don't have to go there. It's simple. And that's what I would say, too, for anyone that's concerned or worried, right? If, if you have, like, the person that's there who's, who's scared and then they see someone without a mask on who's sitting down and maybe not eating popcorn or anything, if they go to complain, like, part of me would say, no, if, if it's that important to you, if you're that scared, you shouldn't be at the theater anyway. Like, you shouldn't be sitting in a theater for two and a half hours, however long the movie is, you know, in circulated air, even if you are wearing a mask because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Matt G, thank you for the dollar fifty. I'm assuming it's a super sticker, so I'll get there and and I'll I'll know what it is eventually when I catch up to the chat. But I, it's 7:27 in the chat, 7:44 in real life, roughly 20 minutes behind as I normally am. Rowan Ginger Raven, hello, I see you in the chat. Latino Slant is a member on the channel. Hello, 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 hail to you. Hologram Nunchuck, glad to see you here, good sir. Good day and hail, sir. Hail to you. Operator Zero, what's going on? That's a newer name in the chat. How's it going? Uh, let's see. Eric K., who's a member, says, I think I am the only people who thinks Adam Driver looks strange. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, if you actually were to break down his look, yeah, he looks odd. But he's still a good actor. Uh, Chris P., what's going on? 13th Warrior tagged and says, I stumbled across a YouTube channel which reviews movie music sideways. Not a fan of live-action remakes just for the music. Yeah. Uh, music alone can't save it. Uh, Kara Tharp, what's going on? See that name in the chat. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, says, We don't get HBO in any form in the UK, thankfully, although they do have a deal with Sky for some of their bigger shows. Okay, so you do get access to some of the things. Yeah, eventually it will be released in other countries, and I would say it really depends on what you are interested in. Because here's my problem with HBO Max and why I haven't just outright canceled it yet, even though I have every reason to. It's because the library on there is so good. Like, there's so many good things in the rich library that they have. They're offering a lot of content that I think is is worth it uh, for the subscription cost, especially when you look to all the Studio Ghibli films that they have, and the animations, and the shows, and the movies. It's just they have so many things. And that is, like, the only reason why I'm, I'm kind of just holding on at this point. But it's not going to take much more uh, before I say, see ya. 
Uh, Super. What's going on? Super says, hey, what is up, my dude? Sorry I'm late. Don't think I can stick around, but wanted to say hi and drop a like. Well, thank you. Thank you, Super. I appreciate it. Dean approves. Says, first time hearing about unpregnant sounds horrible. Yep. Uh, it sounds terrible. And the fact that they're trying to make it into a comedy uh, disgusts me. Uh, Peter Han, what's going on? 13th Warrior Tag and says, I'm with you. The last comic I bought was when I was 12, 50 years ago. Damn. Well, thank you for being here. 62. Welcome to the channel. Thank you for the support. Um, let's see. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member. Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers makes me laugh when he goes on his big long speeches about his various channels. Like he's the, he's like the Rupert Murdoch of YouTube. <laughs> he is in a lot of ways. <laughs> now, if he can just start making that Rupert Murdoch money, uh, and <laughs> then then I'll be set. Then, then, then I'll be good, <laughs> and all of us will be. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, but thank you again for the love and support tonight, everybody, on YouTube. And again, if you're on YouTube watching, please smash that like button as the chat has finally uh, jumped on me. Uh, but luckily, no comments have been skipped, which is always a good thing. Uh, 7.36 in the chat over there, but let me catch up with my DLive fam. What's going on, DLive fam? Uh, sorry it's taken me a little while. Uh, but let's see. Will Gentry, thank you again for that lemon donation. I appreciate it. Uh, JKD Buck says, say, rise up lights. You just said razor blades in Australian. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much exactly what happened. I don't know what I said. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Someone new followed. Don't know if they're legit or not. Uh, Will Gentry says, girls was basically Lena Dunham's pers personal, bo personal body positivity and sex positivity project. It should never have been made. You're right. You're absolutely right, dude. Um, that's totally what it is. That's a perfect explanation as to what that show was. It was not about comedy. It was not about story. It was all about Lena Dunham. And it was disgusting and ridiculous. <laughs> Very disgusting. Uh, Alexander, the popular view is that movie companies are about money. I think all the hijackings and flops prove they would sacrifice a lot. It really depends, though, because when you look to even some of the bigger, like some movies that flop, like, for example, Birds of Prey, only lost around 30 to $40 million, which you think, that's still a lot of money. Yes, but when you think about the different revenue streams that they'll have, right? So it's going to be available for video on demand. Uh, it's going to be available to buy on Blu-ray, DVD, 4K. And again, that's kind of hard to keep track of as far as what they make from that and how much they make from that and what the splits are there. And then also, if they ever rent it out to any, uh, you know, if HBO, for instance, or put it out to any... Other, you know, let's say, for example, that they decided to make a deal with Netflix, they could make a lot of money from that deal, right? Regardless of my own personal thoughts about Birds of Prey or anyone's thoughts about Birds of Prey, when it's that kind of a film, it's harder to kind of, you know, justify it. Uh, obviously, you would probably say, well, Solo lost around $150, $180 million, depending on the number you look at. How could that make its revenue stream back? You're right. But then, even then, technically, you could go to how much money net profit. Films like The Force Awakens made, uh, Last Jedi made, uh, even Rise of Skywalker made, and it still would technically, for the series, be a net positive. Um, now, obviously, some people would bring up, yeah, but technically, if you look at the amount they spent to get the franchise, they haven't made that up yet. I have all that tracking on my website, and that is true, but I even I admit on there that there's a lot of things that I don't know, like how much they've made from licensing license, licensing deals, which could be a lot. I mean, there's a lot of money that we have no access to. 
So it's a little bit harder to really say that about, um, you know, as far as like what they would sacrifice, because even though if their film might lose money, you know, as far as how much they paid versus how much they got on their return, in the end, they could still potentially make that money back. And so they're really not sacrificing anything at that point. 